This is Alec. And this is Jack. Welcome to another episode of Smith and Scholar. Smith and Scholar is a multimedia project dedicated to promoting and encouraging young men to pursue and live the good life. And we are back. Um, we're going to take a little, you know, take this episode <laughs> a little bit easier, a little more relaxed. Not as hard, not as, uh, uh, no, that's the wrong way to look at it. <laughs> Why would that be, though, Alec? <laughs> Why would that be? Because we are talking about leisure. All right. And leisure, I, I don't know how common of a term it is just in general. It's, in my experience, I, the only people I've ever used here use the word leisure are you. And it's always in co- the context of talking about leisure and the way in which we're about to talk about it. Or from, you know, a teacher I had in high school. Right, right. I, I mean, that's that's also, yes, where I've heard leisure, and that's and because I've read this book, which I'll talk about it, you know, later on. But I guess most people, when they, okay, what we're saying when we say leisure is, broadly put, rest and relaxation. We are going to put a few stipulations, as we always do with our definitions. What is work? What is study? What is... <laughs> What is leisure? What there is are life? rules. What are friends? What is love? <laughs> Maybe don't hurt me. No more. Okay. So now that we got over that little uh, tirade about the importance of definitions and defining, which, okay, I'm just going to say one more thing about definitions and their importance is when you're having a, dis- a discussion or an argument, argument doesn't necessarily mean anger or vitriol towards another. A debate. Debate in the classical sense. <laughs> Yes. Man, definitions are so important. We should have an episode on definitions and the meaning of words because... Words mean things. Words mean things, and you can't just redefine uh, Glorkenberg to mean love because that's not what it means. Glorkenberg doesn't mean anything. So the importance of definitions is that two parties in a discussion or more know what is being talked about. And these are two parties and... Multiple parties. Yes, all of y'all. <laughs> so that's why we like to define things, because if there's some ambiguity, which is bound to happen in everything that we say, uh, at least there's hopefully less ambiguity about the things that we're saying. And mm-hmm. I've spent far too long talking about definitions, but they're important. <laughs> so why not tell us the definition of leisure? All right. So uh, I'll give a starting kind of definition, but I think we'll understand a little bit more about it as we progress through this. So I'll start by saying leisure is resting from work by engaging in other activities. So, and let me say what other activities uh, might consist of. Other activities ought to be ordered towards the good. So let's just set the stage for what leisure is. And I'll stop there. Jack, take it from here. Yeah, so leisure is... I guess it kind of, this kind of gets into the importance of it, but why it has to be ordered towards the good is because society is built upon leisure, right? Um, you know, leisure is what people are doing when they're not doing work. And so, of course, you can add, like, work adds to society, right? Like, the things we do at work are good for society, you know? I mean, in the most economic sense, that's how the wheel, the you know, you grease the wheels in the machine, the machine keeps on rolling and whatnot. But... You can also add to society outside of work. And so 
leisure, you know, having activities outside of work that constitute leisure and ordering those activities towards the good, towards bettering yourself or your family or your community, these all can add to society. And so in that regards, that's why that's that's sort of what we're thinking about when we're saying that leisure is activities outside of work that ought to be ordered towards the good. Yeah. So and society is and I'm about to get to a very uh pithy book title which <laughs> which describes this very well. But society is all encompassing. So it's the people, it's the uh kind of composition of what you do outside of that. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But leisure is not about doing nothing. So that's why in our little definition, we did say uh, resting from work by engaging in other activities. So it is an active stance. It's not a passive thing. And that's something that we kind of emphasize in some of the different virtues as well. Mm-hmm. You might think, for instance, that um, by choosing not to act might be a more passive stance, but it, it is an active um, um, the right word is abstinence or it's it's actively abstaining from something mm-hmm. in this case it is it is maybe abstaining from work in order to pursue something else and that's why we're pursuing the good life so uh, i want to make sure that that's emphasized it's not wasting time it's not being idle uh it's not doing nothing it's doing something so now we'll get to the point of the pithy title <laughs> so as we've done in the past and i'm pretty sure we've mentioned this guy and I think every episode to this point, yeah. Yeah, maybe not the first one, but... Did he come up in the last one? He, he did, because we talked about reading. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I mentioned him. Yep, so darn it. if you don't know who it is by this point, it is Joseph Pieper. And we're going to draw from him once again from his book, Leisure, the Basis of Culture. And so what we were trying to say in that first part of uh, leisure builds society, leisure builds culture, it builds our our sense of worship, which we'll get to a little bit more about that. So this isn't necessarily a book club on leisure, the basis of culture, but we are going to be drawing some points from it and uh, some of his kind of commentary and and understanding. I didn't pull any specific quotes, but just understand that a lot of this is coming from him. And obviously, because as I mentioned, leisure is not a widely used topic. Uh, He has written a lot about it. So leisure is important because we've talked about work, we've talked about study, and apart from work and study, you might want to engage in things that are not taxing on you uh, physically, mentally, for which you make a living off of. We did mention a little bit that study can overlap with leisure, uh, depending on what you're doing. So mm-hmm. again, like we said, you're going to hear the things <laughs> brought up again. But I've been thinking about this especially due to COVID and what it's done to society, because it's really changed the way that people work, the way that people engage in entertainment. So people are losing jobs, there's mass unemployment, uh, they don't want to work due to receiving extra benefits, which again, that's that's changing. But what are people using their time with? And that's something that I thought a little bit more about uh, during this time, mm-hmm. because if you don't have working hours, then what they were doing normally uh, is going to be uh, increase exponentially. So that's watching TV, watching YouTube, playing video games, reading. There's lots of time for other activities. So we've talked a little bit about those, uh, just mentioning them. So let's get into kind of activities that might be considered leisurely or an activity of leisure. Mm-hmm. And as you started out with and made really clear, again, leisure is activity. It's not inactivity. 
And again, with the condition that it's an activity that's ordered towards the good. Um, so it's not a, you know, bad activity. It's not something that's ordered towards evil or something that's not good. Um, and again, like, you know, it can be an isolation. Um, you can, you know, it can be an activity that you conduct entirely by yourself. It could be something that you do with others. And as we mentioned, you know, there might be some crossover with study, but you know, leisure is usually different from work. Right. Um, and usually most of the time people just are naturally inclined to pursue things leisurely that are apart from their work. So if you're a manual labor, um, or, you know, uh, like a contract worker or someone who works with his hands all the time, you may find reading and philosophy to be leisurely because you're, you're getting away from, um, you know, the thing that you do all the time at work. And so, you know, doing things like reading or thinking or discussing are all good things that uh, a person who is more inclined to work physically may do in order to, to, uh, have leisure. And then on the other hand, you might have people who are more intellectual laborers, people who are constantly thinking, analyzing, reading, discussing. And these people might, you know, find leisure in more manual tasks such as gardening or building or crafting, um, woodworking, carving, all those sorts of things. Um, but you know, so that kind of gives you an idea. It's like, again, leisure, uh, you know, it, leisure can be all sorts of things. It just, again, it just has to be ordered towards the good and towards building society, towards bettering society. So bettering yourself, bettering your family, bettering your community, bettering the polis. Um, and I guess from this, we can kind of get an idea of things that might not be considered leisure activities. Yeah. So we aren't going to make a definitive, like, this is leisure, this isn't leisure, because I think it does depend on the context or the situation. and. Uh, these are some questions we're going to explore at the end because I thought they were really interesting topics, things that I've been thinking about a little bit. Again, as I mentioned, uh, due to COVID and the proliferation of uh, free time. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about what activities or what might contribute to something not being a leisurely activity. So moving on from that, we talked about in work that work is intimately human or intricately human. Um, something that is is within humanity's grasp. And so I think we can approach the same same viewpoint or same vantage point with leisure in that leisure is is a very human activity. And Pieper brings it up, but he talks about contemplation as leisure. And so I think we can see in some of that again activities that we mentioned, uh like reading or um thinking or discussing can be some form of form of contemplation mm-hmm. because you're you're thinking about something else. I think even in other activities, working with your hands or gardening per se, that can still be a contemplative task as you're not necessarily focused on on just the task itself, but something you know, beyond that, or it helps channel uh some of that thought mm-hmm. or or thinking otherwise. And again, it's it's specifically human because other animals cannot engage in the act of contemplation. And I don't know if evolution will occur in which some animals might engage in this, but let's just say for the time being, humans are able to engage in this, and that's why it's also an important aspect of of who we are and why we ought to do leisurely activities. And going further into contemplation, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting way of thinking things because we move in such a or we live in such a fast paced world, and that there's no real time to contemplate. But 
contemplating is really getting to the deep thought, deep understanding of the world, the needs uh, both for yourself and for others, and really understanding. It's it's thinking deeply about a certain topic or um, a form of prayer, uh, especially in, in Christian tradition, even Eastern tradition, in uh, yoga and meditation and whatnot. So I think we can see that it's, it is a human activity, uh, often tied with some religious undertones. And so, um, as we can see, again, uh, in more, again, religious terms of the differentiation between work and rest, in the Christian example of uh, God creating the world, and on the seventh day he rested, so we can see that, that distinction between work and rest. And then, uh, just to bring up another biblical example, uh, it was in the Gospels where Jesus said, Sabbath was made for, the man, uh, made for man, not man for Sabbath. So that importance of, of, of living the Sabbath or living leisure well, living rest, which incorporated worship. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about what leisure is not, since we kind of touched upon it briefly. Right. And, you know, I guess we're here, I, we're, you know, again, focused on the fact that leisure is an activity. Um, and so it's not doing nothing, and it's certainly not being slothful. I think oftentimes we equate leisure, leisure, or being leisurely with lazy or acting lazily. And leisure is not laziness. Um, it's 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 an activity. It's an action. It's something you choose to do. And um, so in that way, I get that's a key component of it. And so anything that is not that, doing nothing against sloth, those those things are not leisure. Also, engaging in activities that are contrary to living the good life. I mean, there are all sorts of things that people might consider to be leisure activities when they're outside of work. Um, and I get—I mean, primarily, I think what we're thinking here is things that are, you know, vices or viceful. And, you know, those, again, those things are not ordered to a good life towards bettering society. So, so those are, those fall outside of our definition of leisure, right? They, they just don't qualify as leisure. And then, uh, I guess then there's just the, you know, I guess you could call it the absence of leisure. Um, and you know, we talked about work and the importance of work, but we also talked about in relation to work, you know, the ability to understand when work is important to do and why you need to do it and being prudent enough to recognize that there are times when you need the work and then there are times when you need to rest. And so overworking, for example, is, you know, that that's a complete detriment to, to the ability to you know, practice leisure and to have leisure in your life. And so those, I guess those are some more specific things. Alec, did you have anything else in mind? No, not with regards to that. So uh, it seems like we're jumping a little bit back and forth mm -hmm. between saying what's leisure, what it's not, and then deep dive into contemplation. And then <laughs> wait, what, what's leisure is not. It's to get that contrast of, right. of seeing it's, it's deep intellectual thought. It's not doing nothing because if you just see somebody sitting there and, you know, the thinker, right? Right. <laughs> he's like, like, he's doing nothing. He's just sitting there, but it's actual activity. Uh -huh. So that's why we wanted to make that kind of stark contrast between deep thought and then it's not doing nothing. Right. So now let's move on to, as we always do, uh, talking about our topic and how it relates to the good life. Uh -huh. So when I first heard, or whenever I hear, you know, live in the good life, <laughs> I, I don't immediately think of of um the virtuous life or or doing good things mm -hmm. i usually think of 
a guy sitting in a hammock, sipping on a cool drink, watching the sunset over the waves on this beach island because, you know, that's living the good life. Potentially leisure, though. (laughs) It's potentially leisure. Um, But we also want to, uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, um, that's not, uh, that's just one of the images that comes to my head when I think living the good life. So that's also kind of why we uh, chose our little tag of pursuing the good life. It's a more active stance Mm -hmm. of, moving forward and, and, and a more masculine trait of, of uh, pursuit as opposed to uh, lying in wait or, or just doing nothing, laying on the beach. So uh, the good life, again, means something different from that. And again, it's the pursuit of virtue. So it can uh, incorporate, again, uh, sitting on the beach, enjoying a good time and a good drink. It's important to note, again, that we're actively pursuing. And again, I, I keep emphasizing active pursuit because uh, it's an action, uh, pursuing the virtues in our work and in our leisure. So as we mentioned, it can't be acting out a bad or or a vice-full mm-hmm. activity. So this is where we're going to tie in some of the virtues that we've talked about to go along with. Yeah, and it, you know, this, this very similar applications to what we're talking about with work, right? So for example, temperance, you know, you have to find that balance, right? Like you can't spend too much time on leisure because that goes to the detriment of your work in the similar way that if you spend too much time doing work, it, you know, it's at the detriment of the time you can spend doing leisurely activities. Um, you know, also you can act in charity. You know, we talked about earlier, uh, how, a leisure activity can be something that's done on its own by yourself, or you can do it with others. And so you can grow in friendship you know, with others through mutual activities, mutual activities of leisure. Um, you know, justice, I think plays a role in this, you know, you can recognize that again, you know, there's this innateness of work to the human person. There's also the innateness of needing leisure and needing that rest and relaxation. So you recognize that that is something that is due to you. And again, that's the whole, that's the whole concept of justice. It's this recognition that there's something due to someone and fulfilling that. And so you can do justice to yourself and to others, recognizing that, you know, everyone needs time to relax, to reset, to be able to contemplate, to do other things and not just be, you know, nose to the grindstone working all the time. Uh, you know, you also have to be patient, right? You can develop patience in leisure. You know, I know this is something that's probably very prevalent in the field I'm going into and, and, and it's prevalent in other fields. But, you know, we always, as lawyers, we always want to work. We always want to make sure we're on top of things. We always want to make sure we're doing what the client needs to do in order to win, Um and, but you have to be patient, right? When you're in your, when you're in leisure time, you have to be patient. You have to be able to say, I'm resting, I'm relaxing, I'm contemplating. Now is not the time for me to come to work. I can take the time now to pursue leisure and go back to this. Now, if you think about it, that also requires that in your work that you be prudent. And so that's how it's all tied together, right? Like you have to be prudent in your work. You have to be willing to do the work and so that you can uh, rest and relax. And it's not to say that this is not a work hard, play hard mentality. I think it's completely different. It's a recognition that the human person has these two two innate facets of their being, which is you know, needing to work and needing to rest and how you need to, if you overdo it on one or the other, you're, you kind of skew what, you know, the balance of what it means to be a human person. And then I guess, um, one uh, along with patience is just this understanding of like trusting yourself, right. You know, saying, I know that I don't have to be at work right now. I can, I'm here to rest. I'm here to relax. You know, when you're doing something, 
you know, and you know, I guess, you know, this kind of sounds like there's blocks, but like leisure can be interwoven in work, right? Like you can always, like, if you're someone who has to work a lot, like you can always take an hour and, you know, rest and relax, you know, pick up a book, read it, like give your eyes a break, that sort of thing. And so these are, these are ways in which I think the virtues are, are pretty apparently, um, interwoven with this understanding of leisure. Yeah, definitely. I think we uh, hit on a lot of good points there. You hit on a lot of good oh, points you. there. I, I was just uh, <laughs> listening and nodding my head. It's it's a very uh, ingrained habit of mine. Whenever I'm listening, I, I'm always engaged in, yeah. in nodding well, my head along. <laughs> We're trying to actively listen. Yeah. What? We're active. <laughs> oh, actively oh. listen. Oh, that was a dad joke, wasn't it? <laughs> so, uh, okay. Now that we uh, have talked a little bit about the pursuit of the good life and how that kind of relates to leisure. The last topic I want to get into before we uh, have a little more discussion-based topics is the idea of worship and leisure, which I brought up. So I mentioned the biblical example, uh, kind of the relationship that religion has to leisure, and Pieper claims that worship is intimately tied to leisure and that the ultimate form of leisure is worship. And so, again, breaking down definitions, when we say leisure, the basis of culture, culture from comes from the root words, and correct me if any of this is is uh, root rootly wrong, but cult or cultus, mm-hmm. the the basis of culture is worship. So, um, when you normally think of a cult, you have a negative connotation or really denotation, I guess, now connotation. But um, culture is about worship, so it's what you are choosing to worship in your free time, mm-hmm. and that's why the leisure is intimately tied to worship because you can choose to worship uh, video games by spending all your t- free time playing video games. You can choose to worship knowledge by learning more. Uh, or if, if you do practice religion, you can worship God, your God, um, or God, uh, by engaging in uh, religious activities and worship. So ultimately, leisure activities are tied to worship. And I'll probably leave it here because we are going to be talking about worship a little more deeply later. And don't worry, those of you who are maybe not religious or following a certain sect, we're we're looking at worship uh, from a broad perspective. But of course, it's informed by our our Catholic mm-hmm. upbringing. So a lot of what you'll hear will be informed by uh, Catholicism, right? But I think I think it, I think that it can apply to anyone, right? Like the the whole understanding of culture being about worship and how I I guess we can leave it at, think about leisure being innate to every human person. Um, and if leisure as people posits and we, you know, approve is the basis of culture and culture coming, meaning worship, just think about what those implications are. And then we can get to that at a later time. But I think there are some really interesting things to think about and I th- I think Alec, the fact that you bring that up is very um, far sighted in a good way. I guess is that the right <laughs> way to say it? Yeah, yeah, it's prudent. Yeah, it's prudent. Yeah, it's it's very prudent and and it's knowing. temperate to stop here. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because we could go on and on. All right, so uh, there's a few things that I've been thinking about, and this is actually stemmed from a long time ago. Because first first question I have, uh, well, I'll, I'll just say. Um, we're gonna. I, I have some questions. Uh, well, we both have some questions uh-huh. that that we were thinking about and wanted to discuss a little bit with no consultation beforehand. I mean, I guess that's usually how it goes: is we think of the questions and then yeah. ask each other on the spot. Like, oh. 
we get a little, we know the questions are coming. So yeah. we have a little bit of time to think about it. Right. But it's like, I don't have a prepared, I don't have prepared remarks. So Four the, score and seven years ago. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I thought of, and um, I'll just say one comment before I let you uh, uh, get into your answer mm-hmm. is our video games leisurely. And I bring this up because s- probably six years ago at this point, I read an article by one of our uh, former teachers. I was thinking about the same thing when I saw this question, so, so I'm glad you're bringing it up. So, Paul Catalanato, it is spelled C-A-T-A-L-A-N-O-T-T-O. I think that's right. And he wrote in Crisis Magazine, I can't remember the name of the, of the article, but if you search Paul Catalanato video games, leisure, crisis magazine, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Yeah, you, I, yeah, it'll come up for sure. So this has sparked uh, a question in me <laughs> because can video games be leisurely? And I'm going to take, I, it's been a couple of years since I've read this piece, but I think I'm taking his position. And I think the answer to that is yes. But as we've talked about with everything, it requires a certain level of prudence and temperance um, in order to to make sure that it is maintained as leisure and doesn't become um, something that is overwhelmingly like too much of your life. Right. Like, you know, it it might be a a stereotype, but like we can all certainly think of the person who, I mean, movies have been, have been caricaturing this stereotype for a long time. You know, the kid who, you know, the, the high school kid who like lives in the basement, works, goes to school, works like a, you know, a meaningless job and then spends the rest of his time playing video games. Right. I think, Video games can be leisurely because in in the last, you know, I don't, video games have been around since, you know, like from arcade games to now we have consoles and stuff. They tell, they can tell beautiful stories with great characters and plot development and that sort of thing. So in a way it's like watching a movie, which we can get into in a second. But I think, you know, again, it's all about prudence and, you know, taking the time to say, you know, cause I think, I think we, you know, maybe what this is getting at is, you know, is like doing something like this, like considered for the good. And I think, you know, we talk kind of broadly about bettering society. And I mentioned how it's bettering yourself or someone else or your family or, or your society, or your community. And I think self-care, you know, it kind of gets thrown around a lot these days, but I think like, you know, I, I like video games and like when I have like, you know, a little bit of time and I just want to relax and there's, I don't want to like have to do anything. Like I'll pick up, a, you know, play a video game and it's, you know, it's nice and relaxing. So I think as long as you're not overindulging, right? Like you're, you're guiding yourself in prudence and temperance. I think video games can certainly be a leisure activity. Yeah. So basically I agree with Jack. I just want to expound upon a few points. Um, most importantly, as you mentioned last is uh, the temperance that's mm-hmm. required when engaging in any activity. So especially video games, because I guess nowadays they're, they're designed to make you want to play more. Um, I mean, there's been studies that about like, you know, the endorphin release or I, you know, I don't know, I'm not an expert on brain chemistry, but like there's some, you know, neurochemicals that get released that, you know, are, you know, I, whether like pleasure receptors or whatever, but like it gets you hooked and you want to keep going. And, you know, this is only compounded by the fact that video games have gotten better at telling good stories and that sort of thing. But yeah, they, they get you hooked and you want to keep playing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So there's that one aspect. Um, I think, especially in the view of of looking how to engage in leisure with others, I think video games can be a great resource because you can play games with other people 
And it's not necessarily about the game. It's about spending time with others and growing in friendship. Mm-hmm. Because if you're playing a light, fun game like um, Super Smash Bros. or something, right. then it's n- not about winning, per se. It's uh-huh. about having a good time with your friends and, and growing in that friendship. My college experience playing like FIFA and Madden with my roommates would suggest otherwise as far as the competition aspect. But yeah, 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 no, I totally agree. Like you're doing something with your friends. It's like a good way to relax, hang out, have fun. And that's good, right? Because you're cultivating, like we talked about earlier, cultivating friendships. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other aspect, so I, my family didn't own any, uh, I guess, consoles, Mm -hmm. right? We're like multiplayer gaming systems. I had a Game Boy and a DS growing up. Uh So all of our games were basically solo. So I... And that's kind of where sometimes I think, like, can't, you know, to what extent video games are leisurely. But the games that I played, a lot of them were, uh, well, some of them were kind of mindless, like, just repetitive task games, whereas, like, a, uh, you know, a party game, right. just click buttons. But a lot of the games I played were these RPGs with pretty intricate storylines. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't make decisions because it's it's set on a guided path, right. but you at least see character development, you engage engage in this kind of fantastical world mm-hmm. again a lot of them based on the tolkien uh middle earth um uh universe with monsters and and people like that so i think that's important in in understanding how to approach video games and and play them uh from that perspective of it's it can be like a book where you're reading and uh enjoying mm-hmm. good media yeah absolutely so then the next part is what about movies and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say the same thing, right? Um, movies are movies are great. I mean, we uh, in our podcast episodes before we've brought up examples about virtues and virtuous living that we can see in movies, and I think movies are a great way to learn, to relax, uh, to enjoy time with others. Like, there's you know, there's always I always enjoy watching a movie with someone and. Um, you know, talking about it afterwards or like, you know, I don't know, people have this experience where you watch a movie with someone and then you have like inside jokes. Like, I mean, those are just little things, right? But I think, again, it comes down to having, you know, the temperance to decide what is the best use of your time and, you know, monitoring that and, you know, being sure you moderate your the time that you're using, right? Like you can't sit in a dark room all day watching movies because like you'll get fired like you like it's just that's just not how it works yeah and so unless you're a movie critic that's that's your job (laughs) yeah then it's not leisure so i do think there are instances where you can watch a movie on your own again going to study perhaps is is you can watch a movie to learn a little bit more about a subject topic not necessarily a documentary but an actual hollywood Mm -hmm. produced movie so there are definitely circumstances and again it can be similar to reading a book and that you're engaged in a story that helps you kind of think a little bit more about a certain topic. And good media will do that. It'll bring forth uh, good ideas, good information, and uh, we'll definitely talk more about the uh, different medias that we'll, you know, that we consume. And, and as you've already heard, we talk about Lord of the Rings, which book and movie, but Batman, which is a movie. So yeah. uh, you can glean good things from them. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about this already, like in regards to video games and movies, but do you think like technology has impacted leisure in, uh, you know, in some way? Yeah. So I definitely think that technology, especially the advent of smartphones, uh, has greatly impacted mm. leisure because you have instant access to whatever you want and 
it's there's no strings attached. If you have Wi-Fi, you're in a public area, you can do whatever you want. Right. And so mobile games, you know, I might say that those might not be leisurely mm. because the what is the ultimate goal of playing a mobile game? It's to keep you preoccupied while you're waiting for something else to happen. And that is an idle activity. Right. And I, many of them say the perfect idle game or something like right. that. So it's not really ordered towards any good where other uh, console games, and I'm not saying everything, but uh-huh. there's a storyline, there's something driving you, motivating you forward, as opposed to just winning more golden coins or, right. or something. So uh, definitely the smartphone. Obviously, movies, TV, video games have made an impact because it makes things more available in a good sense. But then again, similar to the smartphone, it just brings in too many things potentially to swamp you. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I don't don't think I have anything to add on that. Just, yeah, I think it, technology, like in every aspect, has opened up the realm's possibility for leisure in both good ways and bad ways. And I think I can leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, this is pretty good. So, if we've talked about kind of these activities that aren't uh, that might be perceived as non-leisure because mm-hmm. it's like oh you're just a lazy bum playing video games or watching movies right. all day, uh, how can we be better at leisure? So maybe we're engaging in some of these activities that might not be leisurely if we're carrying out them wrong. How can we be a little bit better? Well, we kind of talked about this already, but I think you have to everything has to be approached with the understanding that you're trying to habituate virtue in everything you do, right? And so. Leisure again is act is an act or is activity, right? And so you should moder you know perform your activities with the virtues in mind and with the cultivation of virtue in mind. So you know, talking about like we we're earlier, video games and movies. You know, you need moderation. You need to have temperance to understand when you know you're overindulging, or even to the other extent, like with any like going like if you're overworking yourself, like you need to have temperance to understand that you need to have like recognize that you need leisure and maybe we even start with that be better at leisure like i think we have um and this kind of will feed into the next question but i think we live in a world where leisure is kind of ignored like we want to work all the time i think we're kind of seeing that crawled back a bit right now interestingly because of the covid stuff and people are at home and interacting with their family members and more and pulled physically away from their place of work um and you you so like you you like you said, you have more time. So there's more activity for time for leisure. And so I think we just, again, we have to recognize work is innate to the human person. So is leisure. And we have to find time for both. Um, and that that's important. So I think that's, one, that's another way in which we can be better at leisure. And then two or three, I guess I said the first, so the first part was make sure that you're approaching leisure through the lens of habituating and cultivating virtue. Second is recognizing that leisure and work are both important to the human person. You need both. And so in a world in which we've been very, very much focused on overwork, we need to claw that back a bit and try and reintroduce leisure into our lives. And then I think third, what I was going to say was that, and now I lost it because I was recapping the two. (laughs) Um, Uh, Well, you were starting to talk about a loss of leisure. No, 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 not yet. I was going to go ahead and go ahead. What, what you, maybe if you say something talking about how you think we can better at leisure, it will come to mind yeah. what I, my third point was, cause it's not coming to mind right now. <laughs> so I actually want to tie this part of how can we be better at leisure to, uh, you know, is leisure loss, which is, mm-hmm. is one of the questions I was thinking about. And the reason I thought of this is I've met a lot of people who, Oh, one thing, uh, 
So we're going to get this at the end of, and say, like, what are some of your leisure activities that you enjoy? And uh-huh. so when I meet somebody, I like to ask, what do you like to do? Right. Because if, if we have common interests, friendship of utility, friendship of pleasure, mm-hmm. then, then things are going to be a lot easier moving forward. So if I ask somebody or just am talking to somebody pretty briefly and I say, you know, what do you like to do? What are, what are some of your interests or hobbies? And so if they say, uh, I won't. If they say, oh, I like to watch TV, like TV watching is a hobby of mine. Well, I'm a little bit taken aback because I don't necessarily see TV as a hobby because, mm-hmm. it, again, in the modern age of Netflix and Amazon where the autoplay features on, <laughs> then it really isn't a leisure activity because it's idleness and right. you're just sitting there doing nothing, consuming media. So uh, getting to the part of, again, tight in is how can we be better? Is leisure lost? I think the reintroduction of hobbies uh, would help us be better at leisure Mm -hmm. because how many times do you think of your restful activities as hobbies? Um, And maybe you don't think of it immediately, but maybe once you think about it a little bit, it's like, oh yeah, that is a hobby. That's something that is kind of an activity that I can claim as mine. And maybe it's not unique, but it is a unique activity. So that's kind of my thought. And I'll I'll let you jump in here before I... uh, yeah, no, that. I was, I, I agree with all of that, especially the hobbies bit. I mean, I think, you know, I recall, you know, the, this, the past two summers I worked at a law firm and they give you a pictorial directory of all the summer associates throughout all their offices. And there's, you know, hobbies or interests and the amount of, you know, you know, I like watching the office or stuff like that. It's like, is that really a hobby though? Like you're saying, like, it's good to have, like, to be interested in that show. Like, I think I like the office. It's a good show, but like, uh. is it really a ho- <laughs> seasons two through like four the best, but like everything else is there. Nah. But you know, like if that's like a, like, that's not a hobby. Like I, I mean, you know, it's not, what's it directed at? Like, again, like if we're going to talk about leisure being an activity that's directed towards the good, like, is it, is it one an activity and two, is it direct towards the good? I mean, I think it can be like, again, it goes back to what we're saying about, you know, having virtue moderate, um, leisure. Cause it is an activity. And, you know, for me is leisure lost nowadays. Yes. And no, I mean, I think it's part, you know, people maybe don't call it leisure anymore, but people certainly recognize that they need rest and relaxation in their lives. And so they do take the time from work. Is it always, so I think where it's not is it where it is lost is where we don't view it through the lens of virtue and pursuing the good life because that's where you get these I think that's where you get this phenomenon of oh my hobbies are things that we re- like you know 20 30 years ago we really wouldn't consider hobbies right yeah. so I don't know maybe I'm just old fashioned and don't consider certain things hobbies because you know but you know so be it. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a loaded question that was thought of. So right. we had an answer in mind when we saw it. And and again, I, I tend to agree with that. Yes and no. Is leisure lost? It just, again, maybe in our generation, I don't want to be a curmudgeon old man. Right. So I'm like, oh, yeah, all the young whippersnappers. <laughs> um, but the idea that, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of our peers don't engage in a lot of different activities that are, are you know, culturally mm-hmm. enlightening. Um, other than just watching uh, this TV show from Greece, and it's like, oh no, it's it's a cultural experience, right? And I mean, I think, I mean, I think some people, I think there are people who certainly 
do engage in those that are our age, which is great. And I think they need to continue them. And hopefully what they try and do is get other people to experience them and bring them in. I think that's how hobbies, you oftentimes acquire new hobbies through someone else introducing you to it. Yeah. And not to say that I'm the perfect example of engaging in leisurely activities. I know I'm certainly (laughs) not. I am, I am definitely a person who falls prey to the occasional Netflix binge. So exactly there again, with things set up the way they are instant on demand, it's easy to fall into that. But again, I think part of it is helpful is if you're pursuing the good life, the virtuous life, then you'll recognize, well, watching five episodes in a row is not, it doesn't make you feel good at the end of it. Yeah. You, you do feel kind of slimy and gross <laughs> on the inside and you're like, oh, I just want to do something else. Right. And so uh, I think that something else, let's kind of get into that. So Jack, you want to talk about some of your hobbies that you engage yeah, in? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm... A, an athletic person. I've played sports my whole life and soccer is my favorite sport. And it used to be a sport that I would consider more of my job. Um, cause like I thought we talked about this before when I was in high school, I was playing four or five hours a day, six days a week, um, which is a lot of soccer. And so it wasn't really a leisurely activity, but now I don't play like competitively anymore. So I play for, I play in rec leagues. It's something I look forward to being in law school. You know, I play on two teams um, with law students at the law school and it's like something I look forward to twice a week where I can, you know, get out of the library and go kick a soccer ball around for 40 minutes. And it's refreshing, you know, we're pretty competitive. We want to win. Uh, a lot of us played, you know, whether it was competitively in college or high school. And so there's that, but it's just something I look forward to. And it's like, okay, I can, this is like my time to like devote, you know, something else to outside of that. Um, I've had a little more time this summer because, you know, summer programs got shortened because of COVID and that sort of thing. So I picked up golf in the summer. Um, I've been playing on and off most of my life, but I, you know, tried to play two or three times a week. I think golf is almost like the, you know, poster boy for a leisurely activity, I think in a way, like, you know, you go out, hit the links, play 18 holes. You know, it's kind of just, I will tell you though, there's nothing more frustrating than playing golf. Why people consider it a leisure activity. Like, (laughs) like it's leisure. It certainly is leisure. But like, you know, when you think when people equate leisure with like, like being restful and relaxing, Sometimes golf isn't that, but it oftentimes is like, I, I think there's oftentimes my brother and I will go play 18 holes in the morning. We'll come back, have lunch. And we just like feel awesome. Like it was so much, it's fun. Like we feel refreshed, even though we're tired. It's a, it's a weird phenomenon, but that's something I've been picking up as a leisure activity. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before reading. I like to read, um, you know, I, I fiction, nonfiction, um, all sorts of stuff. Just, just like to read, uh, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Like, but the, I, I like primarily a good way for me to have leisure. I like to be. I like physical activity, so that's that's like my primary um, way in which I engage in leisure. And I would say that you know, talking. Let's rope it in. So the things we're talking about, you know, defining leisure. I think it, you know, it is an activity that's ordered towards the good because for the most part, you know, it's. I think in a way it better's myself because it's you know I'm I'm phys- my physical health. And that's an important thing. I think, you know, we can't ignore our physical health. That's a part of who we are. We need to be healthy human beings in order to function and live properly. And so there's that. There's also like, I do these things in community. So I'm building, you know, friendships and and that sort of stuff. Um, And, you know, again, like going to reading, like expanding my knowledge and taking that to other aspects of my life so I can help others. And, you know, so that's, I think, yeah, those are certainly ways in which I think that I uh, pursue leisure. All right. So, how about yourself? Yeah, I, I'm not as uh, physically active. <laughs> I mean, I, I played football in high school, but 
since then, my main form of exercise is weightlifting. Although you probably can't tell, I like to wear baggier <laughs> shirts to to hide the, the brawn underneath. <laughs> Love it. So, uh, weightlifting, and and part of that, well, since I don't go to a gym anymore, really, I just have like some dumbbells at home. So, it does give me time. Sometimes I listen to stuff while I'm working out, uh, either podcasts or news or something. So I'm I'm again staying up to date or uh-huh. or learning something. Uh, along the way, or sometimes I don't do any anything, and I like to just think. Uh, similarly, it goes for yard work. Uh, now that I'm living in a house, so at first, I mean, when when I was in high school, I used to hate mowing the lawn. Right. Well, you're a dad now, so it's <laughs> now like dad. you're all about it. Now I'm a dad, so I'm in my jean cargo shorts, <laughs> shirt tucked in, and sandals, and my visor cap on. Love so it. <laughs> it's an aesthetic for sure. So, so I'm out there uh, mowing the lawn, and uh, sometimes I'll listen to music or I'll listen to a podcast, but um, what I like to do at least for half the time or mm-hmm. more than half the time is I turn off the media mm-hmm. and just think and, and, you know, enjoy the activity mm-hmm. while I'm doing it. And that's pulling weeds, that's edging, that's mowing. And then you also see the final output of a, of a well-kept yard. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, I do like to watch TV shows. I used to hate TV. Uh-huh. I, I actually didn't watch any TV shows except for Sanford and Son and the Partridge family, with my family, <laughs> but not with regularity. I can, just to make sure we're clear, Alec is like under the age of 25, but <laughs> he his TV habits are those of, a, you know, probably a 65-year-old, 55-year-old. My parents watched both those shows, I'm sure, so yeah. <laughs> so um, I actually didn't watch any TV shows until I got married, and so we watch, we try to watch uh, TV shows with temperance in mind, because... Uh-huh. And the way we measure that is is by not watching usually during the week, uh-huh. and then also how slowly we progress through a TV series. So we've been watching one for five months at this point. It's a five season uh, TV show, so no, not five months, I don't know, three months at this point. Uh-huh. But you know, that's that's pretty good. Right. Like, we haven't finished this TV show, so I'm, I'm going to keep going. I used to like watching movies a lot. I used to only watch movies, not watch TV uh-huh. shows. Well, movies have dropped off a little bit because my wife doesn't enjoy movies as much. Okay. Because uh, I guess it's longer, you uh-huh. know, so it requires a little bit more time. And, and after putting your kids to sleep, you're tired. So, right. Uh, and, and we don't like to watch TV with our kid because uh, it's whatever, you know, personal preference. Right. Um, but reading, I won't go into further detail as we've talked about uh-huh. it a lot. We will talk about it. But then one thing that I've gotten into over the past two years, I guess since, since I've been married, is playing board games. And so most people think of Monopoly and Risk and Battleship, <laughs> and those are fun, but I'm more into the hobby gaming. Uh-huh. And so these are a little more strategic, a little more in-depth, and ways that can breed competition um, and cooperation, depending on the game you play. Mm-hmm. And it's really a fun activity because it is. it requires thinking, it requires activity, and those are the games I like to play and I'm not always forcing everybody like, Hey, make your move, Uh take your turn. But uh, getting into those is really fun. And, and being able to, again, enjoy that with other people is something that I I really enjoy doing. So getting into hobby gaming is, is fun and uh, a very deep pit to go down. Right. (laughs) So uh, it requires temperance um, and it requires you to actually play a game before you buy more games. Uh-huh. So that's something to take into account if you're like, oh, what's hobby gaming? Well, it, you can quickly spend a lot of money. You, you can quickly spend a lot of money. And and we didn't get into this yet, uh, or probably at all. And we're, we're going pretty long at this point. So 
I won't talk about personal finances here. Maybe that's something we'll talk about later, but just, you know, what you get out of leisure or uh, something like you do usually have to put in resources. Uh Uh, That's just, you know, one thing to take into account. So if you have disposable income, then you can spend some extra money, but it doesn't always require that. So um, working out, yard work, uh, TV shows, board games. I don't really play video games anymore. I haven't really played it with regularity since i was in before high school i guess i I do have some computer games but i just don't play with regularity because i have other things that i want to do and i don't have as much solo time right um uh, it's hard enough to do this podcast with you no no no. (laughs) i mean it is it it is but uh it's uh, an act of love though for all of you yes and and uh (laughs) my wife is is happy that i'm getting to do this so there you go yeah Okay, well, this has been our longest episode, so... Yes, um, it has. Do you have... Almost 50 minutes. Yeah, so let's go ahead and finish up what we were saying, and for some reason, if you guys haven't noticed at this point, for some reason my camera doesn't always work, so you'll just get the uh, large-scale view of me, um, as opposed to the... Well, I'm looking at it, but it's it's not recording, so (laughs) it probably looks weird from your perspective. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I'm sorry about that, but it, it's fine. Humility. You don't always have to be looking at me. I don't always have to be looking at me. Uh, but Jack is lucky. Uh, you get close ups of him. Uh, that's right, ladies. <laughs> He's a provider, a hunter gatherer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any final thoughts? I, you know, I think we should, you know, I just want to encourage everyone to think, actively think about actively pursuing leisure activities. And, you know, I think, you know, if you haven't, that's a good place to start. And if you already think you are, you know, engaging in leisure, you know, reevaluate, think about are there other ways? Are you, do you need to have more leisure in your life? Do you need to have less leisure in your life? Are there different activities you should be pursuing instead of the ones you're already pursuing? Um, and go from there. Well put. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Smith and Scholar. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on all the major platforms, including YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Also, follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with everything we are doing and thinking. Finally, feel free to give us feedback and ask questions across the different platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Smith and Scholar.